Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. Jonathan Shuttlesworth, good to be with you. Showered today. Feeling good about myself. Glad you're here. Today, the third day we're dealing with fasting and prayer, the testimonies that fasting and prayer produce. What is, uh, if you watched yesterday, I can't remember, might, might have been the day before. Hey, Jesse, Ninja, Charles, Jenny on the app, Lisa Clinton in San Diego. But it's nicer in San Diego today than it is here. Although we did get a little reprieve. It's been like 21 degrees every day, and then today it's a balmy 38. I'm thinking about throwing on some shorts and throwing Frisbee with my daughter if it breaks 40. Uh, hey, Drea. Joanne on YouTube, great to see you. Everybody, great to have you on. Hey, guess what? We were believing for a thousand people to sign up to register for fasting and prayer, and we broke a thousand. Then at the beginning of the week, we were at 1,400 something. Guess what we're at right now? 2,001. So we broke 2,000. Hey, Reno, Nevada. Man, I've been seeing a lot of people from Reno lately. <clears throat> we're 10 degrees. Where, Amy? Okay, so I'm not getting any sympathy. Eight degrees in Yakima, Washington. Yakima, Washington sounds like a terrible place. Just the name. So I'm I'm very happy uh, that 2000 that we broke 2000. I feel like if Jesus tarries for 2024, we could have. Oh shoot! It's gonna be 2024 already. The next year, which is an election year, and then everything just goes psycho. Anyway. I feel like just going back to bed and pulling the covers over my head, to be honest with you. Just hoping everything goes away. Um, 36 in Dallas-Fort Worth. 17 in Quebec. That's not... It's a different cold there. So I'm very happy. 2001 people registered for um, fasting and prayer. I feel like if Jesus tarries to 2024, we can get... Um, Minus 12 in Denver? I didn't know it gets that cold there. I guess it's kind of an idiotic statement by me, seeing as it's a mile in the air. This must be an imposter, Jonathan. Why do you say that, Mom? What am I doing that's out of character? Hmm. Very happy about 2001 people registered for, for fasting and prayer. Very proud of you. Anyway, to try to complete a sentence on the third try, I, uh, I feel like if Jesus tarries till 2004, we can, um, oh, grumbling. <laughs> I feel like if Jesus tarries till 2004, we could, we could have 10,000 for this. So let's get to the Bible. Played video games too late. Uh, feels good at the time, but then when your alarm goes off, whew, I don't know how people do drugs and drink. If I threw that into the mix, you'd never see me again. <laughs> I can barely function sober. Anyways, folks, Deuteronomy 28.1. Yeah, coffee time's right. Hold on a second. <laughs> Does anyone have a syringe that I could inject this straight into my heart? We won a war zone, by the way. Three third places, three second places, one first place. Crushed it.
Rosalie, congratulations on the uh, second pregnancy I saw on hanging outside of your OBGYN. No, on, on Instagram. Uh, my, my coffee order today, extra, I get an extra large hot coffee, five milks, one sugar, five whole milks. Holy moly, there's a bug on the mic. Yo, what the heck? A, li a little comfortable with me. I'm up now. That's ex I killed one yesterday with this Dake Bible. If you saw me slam my Bible down when Teddy was talking, there was one crawling here, same kind of bug, and then his friggin' brother came today. You could tell he was like shaking one of his six arms. All right, well, that's actually what I needed. Doesn't make, no, he, he, it doesn't need clean. He swiped it off. Where are these stink bugs? It's, it's freezing out. That's supposed to be the upside of living here is the bugs die. Holy moly. The things I put up with to teach you people the Bible, you, know, you should be grateful, I'm just telling you. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. If you fully obey, this is right here. Keep drinking. Yeah, my dad kills bears, and I, uh, I run in terror from stink bugs. Morning, folks. Deuteronomy 28.1. If, <laughs> if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you'll be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They'll attack you from one direction, but they'll run from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. Listen to that again, Deuteronomy 28.8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he's giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you're a people claimed by God and they'll stand in awe of you. I want you to notice that. Then all the people of the world will see. The heathen will see it. The Bible is talking about a blessing. My cousin talked about it yesterday, the three levels of testimonies. When you tell someone, when other believers tell someone, and then the third highest level is when people that don't even believe in God say, that guy... God is the only one could, who could have done that. That's the level of blessing you're talking about. That God takes you, God takes you so high that it would be impossible for you to take 
yourself there. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many, but you will never need to borrow. I want you to write that down. You will lend to many, but you will not borrow. Thou shalt not borrow. You will lend to many, but you will not borrow. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and be careful to obey them, the Lord will make you the head and never the tail. You'll always be on top and never at the bottom. Head, not the tail. Always on top, never at the bottom. But you must not turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. All of those blessings that are not experienced by many people who go to church faithfully. So they've made the choice, well, the Bible, you know, is just kind of like very positive. It's not really meant to be taken literally, but there are people who experience it literally. I'm one of those people who, are, who am experiencing Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, and you realize that the Bible was not written to give you a, a hope or a good feeling as you go through a hard life. The Bible is true. And the Bible, all those blessings it gave you were, were predicated on one thing. Read Deuteronomy 28.1, and I want you to commit it to memory because all those great blessings, there's one condition. Deuteronomy 28.1. If you fully obey, that's it. All God wants is your complete obedience. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all the commands, fully obey, keep all the commands. Full obedience, keeping all the commands. The Bible is a book of what you're supposed to do. Joshua called it a book of instruction, or God called it to Joshua. Follow this book of instructions. I want you to write that down. Book of instructions. If you treat this as a book of promises, you'll be frustrated. Hey, Karen Robinson, you've done a great job down in Australia. I've been watching your ministry. You, you are excellent. Great job during COVID in Australia. I'm very, I have a high respect for you. I'm not looking in this book for what God's supposed to be doing. Well, we don't understand why. No, what am I supposed to be doing? And I fully obey them. My church attendance is not spotty. Remember. I've only been pastoring for less than a year, so I'm not saying this to try to rope you into having better attendance at my church. Most of the people watching don't go to my church. I'm telling you, you fully obey. What is there for me to do? Honor God's house. Tithe. Give offering. Of all the testimonies I've shared with you, I haven't even shared the biggest ones. Did you know that? I had the Lord speak to me to give one 
pretty decent sized seed this year, and I gave it. And within three and a half weeks, I, don't, I, I won't even tell you what, what's happened to me. I've never experienced anything like it in my life, personally. Because the seed I sowed was personal. It wasn't from the ministry. What am I supposed to be doing? One of those commands, that's a good one, Clint. Deuteronomy 28, 47, and obey with gladness of heart. Because you wouldn't keep these commands with gladness of heart. Yeah, you, you, you're happy to obey them, knowing the reward that's on the other side. Um, one of those commands, as we found out with my cousin yesterday, not an option, not something you can do but don't have to, certainly not something you're not supposed to do. One of the commands in the Bible is fasting and prayer. And I believe, now, you can't, if you don't tithe, don't miss what I'm about to say. Hey, Johannesburg, South Africa, good to have you on. Always honored when people from other nations join. That's fascinating to me that I can sit here and talk to people in other countries. Um, Michelle, very good. For years I said I'm the head and not the tail, but did not do the first part of the verse, so that explains why I was at the bottom. You can't substitute fasting and prayer for tithing. You can't substitute fasting and prayer for church attendance. You can't substitute fasting and prayer for soul winning. There's blessings that are brought from certain things, but I believe... One of the reasons that many Christians don't ever see Deuteronomy 21 to 14, they quote it, but they don't ever see it come to pass in their life. Hey, Gregory in Cape Town. Is because, hey, Kim in Fort Worth. I don't mean to keep, I, when I'm listening to somebody's YouTube or podcast, I hate when they keep greeting people. But I can't help it. I know who, who a lot of you are, and I like you. So, sorry it makes for a worse listening experience, but... I mean, I guess if I wasn't going to do this, I could just record it ahead of time and upload it. I, I like the interaction, to be honest with you. If you fully obey, diligently hearken to do all that I've commanded you to do, fully obey. If you're not, hey, David, it's great meeting you and your wife from uh, Arizona. Headed that way in a couple of days. Inglewood, Florida. I know that place. If you skip fasting and prayer, you're skipping obeying all the commands. I want you to see it that way. Fasting and prayer is not punishment. It's not religious punishment. It's, it's entering into the doorway of always the head, never the tail. Always on top, never at the bottom. Your enemies attacking you from one direction, but running in terror from you in seven directions. A storehouse filled with grain. Hey, Bridgeport, West Virginia. The, le the lender, never the borrower. I want you to write that down. The lender, never the borrower. Always, and then write this down as well. Always the head, never the tail. 
What's up, New Jersey? Always the head, never the tail. Always the financial head, never the tail. Christchurch, New Zealand. That's where Lester Summerall landed. Good to see everybody on. I think the last time I was at a doctor for myself, not counting if I had to get stuff signed off on to go overseas, I think the last time I was at a doctor for myself was in Bible school. I had to, I used to say it was to get my physical to play ice hockey in my senior year of high school, but in um, Bible school, I had to go to the, the clinic to get um, penicillin for strep throat. That was in 1999, 1998 maybe. That's the last time I've been to the hospital for me. So I'm just saying that these, these scriptures are not unattainable. Look at, um, let, let, let's throw, let's throw uh, Jeremiah 17 in. Jeremiah 17, 5. Hey, Hobbs, New Mexico. Great profile picture. Is that you with Pastor Dean? I like it. Jeremiah 17, 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength, who turn their hearts away from the Lord. They're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited and salty land. You know, um, you can spend your life courting the favor of a guy that owns a company or a guy that has some money. You try to get in good with him, wondering if he, th listen to this now, wondering if he still likes you and if, if you're in that person's good graces. But all that people do to do that, what we're going to do for 21 days, January 2nd through the 22nd, is kind of like cozy up to God and court God's favor. You know you can court God's favor? That was another great thing that came out of yesterday's teaching with my cousin that I enjoyed, is God doesn't like everybody the same. I want you to write that down. God doesn't like everybody the same. Now, if you missed yesterday's broadcast, you can go back and watch it. We proved it from Scripture. God doesn't like everybody the same. There's actions you can take. I know at some point I crossed a bridge with God where he trusts me with massive amounts of money. He knows I'm not going to steal it. He knows I care about people. He likes how I handle money. He's given me a few tests. I believe when, when we received a million dollars at once, that was a test from God. He wanted to see how I'd act. So I gave 520,000 of it away just to show him the more you give me, the more it's going to funnel into your kingdom. God doesn't like everybody the same. There's actions you take. A complete guide to biblical fasting. Master the habit that provokes God's favor. Does God have the same amount of blessing and favor available to everybody? Yes. 
is everybody walking in the same amount of blessing and favor. All you'd have to do is meet three people to know that not everyone's walking in the same level of blessing and favor. You know, when you see somebody put on Facebook, our, our car died, could anyone bless us with a car? And then other people own cars and lend them out to people uh, like, the, like that businessman lent me a Rolls Royce, then you know that two people are living at different, different levels. They're both Christians. So what's the problem? Hey, Marie, there's actions that you take. Marie Cantalupo from New Jersey. Just with the name like that, I know somewhere you have a nice photo of you in a white dress making your first Holy Communion in New Jersey. True or false? There's actions you take that provoke God's favor. Now I know I can trust you. I can trust my servant. Look, look at, um, keep a marker in Jeremiah 17. Go to, go to Deuteronomy 18. Nice being with you today. Ghana, love you. Rita Ragozzi in Ghana. Did you get lost on your way to Italy? <laughs> Got on the wrong flight. Um, Deuteronomy 18, 19. Maybe 60 years ago. Still counts. He did a good job raising Gerald. Hey, Royce. Um, 1819. Oh, that's Deuteronomy. Genesis. If, if, I said, if I said Deuteronomy, I meant Genesis. Genesis 1819. Let's go to 17. Should I hide my plan from Abraham, the Lord asked? For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right, just, right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I've promised. I have singled him out because, let me see what it says in the King James. For I know him, Abraham, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they will keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham all that he spoke. See, so there it puts it more in the causative. I'm going to bless Abraham because I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. So God liked that Abraham ran a household that followed God. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to 500 today. There are actions you take that provoke favor from God. One of the biggest mistakes that they made, Christine said, so what do you do about the scripture that God is no respecter of persons? Can you elaborate on that? He doesn't favor people just based on picking 
respect of people. It's your action. It's not respect for your personhood or who your family is or where you come from. It, it's respect for your action. How would I deal with God as no respecter of persons from the Bible in line with what I'm talking about? Cain and Abel. Abel's offering was accepted. Cain's offering was rejected. So he wasn't showing respect to them as people. He liked Abel's offering and the way that it was brought and his heart. I like that, Jamie. And he rejected, he didn't like Cain the way that he brought an offering. How about Ananias and Sapphira? How about the difference between Barnabas in Acts chapter 4 and Ananias and Sapphira? They both brought offerings. One was commended in the scripture and the other two were struck dead because they lied about it. But if you didn't know anything in the spirit, it looked like everybody was doing the same thing. They're part of the same church. They're all given in the same offering. Kenneth Hagin's book, Purposes, Plans, and Pursuits, deals with that. It's not just what you're doing. It's the motive behind it. Like, if I was doing Revival Today Church because I wanted to show that all these pastors for years have said... That, you know, Jonathan's an evangelist. If he ever pastored, he'd see, and I'm going to show them. Then, even if the church grows and does well, my motive's wrong. Not only am I not going to be blessed for it, the Lord isn't going to like it. And on the, on the flip side, if my, if my purpose... <laughs> my mom says, there's nothing to watch on TV apart from you. She loves your teachings and preachings. Tell your mother I said hi, Rita. Tell her I said hi. That's a very nice thing to say in Ghana. Um, the action you take separates you from the pack. I want you to write that down. The action I take can separate me from my peers. The actions I'm willing to take are what will separate me from my peers or cause you to run with the pack if you're not willing to do it what if when the lord spoke you know i i just think of how much life has changed in in the positive direction what if when god spoke to my wife to sow a hundred thousand dollar seed from our personal account which knocked us back down to like starting from scratch that was last year in march what are you, no, I can't, Lord, I'm saving for a house. I don't want to start all over again. I don't want to know where I'd be. They're tests. And you hit a point where God says, now I, this guy, I can trust him. This lady, she's different. I can trust her. She's not like, she's not like everybody else. Remember that story? Maybe you've never heard it, so you can't remember it. Remember that story that Pastor Adeboye told? Listen to this story. He was just one of the workers at the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And the guy that was the head of um, the Redeemed Christian Church of God sat all the workers down, maybe less than 100. And he said, brothers, a need has arisen in the in the Redeemed Christian Church of God. I need every worker to empty their bank account and bring the full amount so that the need can be met. So, Pastor Adeboy said, I hadn't been saved that long. 
So when he said that, I didn't treat it like we had an option. My wife and I went down to the bank, withdrew all our money, closed our account, and brought it. Mike Brown said, what was your first response when Adonis told you to sow 100000 Well, she, she has the money. So she came to meet me in Dallas, Texas, and she said, Jonathan, God spoke to me to sow a $100,000 seed. I said, oh, that's confirmation. I said, I actually had Patrick send it today because I felt to someone from the ministry. She went, no, not from the ministry, from us. Well, we had in the ministry at that time probably about 700000 in the bank. So to sow 100000 it's a lot, but it's a hundred, and you, you still have 600000 But for my personal account, we probably had 108000 6000 something like that. So that was like everything. So I went, oh, all right. So I, my reaction was just do it and don't tell me about it, and I'll just not think about it because that, that was a lot. So boy empties his account and brings it. The next week at the meeting, the man who's over the Redeemed Christian Church of God says, praise the Lord, the need was met. But I'm curious, how many of you actually emptied your account and brought the full amount? And he said, I raised my hand and my wife raised her hand and we were the only two that raised our hands. And the old man got up and pointed at them and said, Thus saith the Lord, it was a test. And because you are willing to do what no one else was willing to do, they can't be upset when I take you where no one else has ever been. That's a man that didn't own shoes till he was 18 years old. And I follow his flight plans on uh, Twitter. The guy's in a golf stream every week flying to some country to preach. And I'm not taking an offering. I'll take one at the end. I'm not saying, I'm saying when you, if you can catch what I'm telling you, what I'm going to tell you today, it'll change your life. If you will start to see the things that God gives you to do as tests, which is scriptural, that it's actually not about the money. It's about willingness to obey. It's like God will keep, and you can see it with Abraham and Isaac. God will keep pushing and pushing and pushing to see if he can hit a point with you where you'll go, no, that I'm not doing. That's a little much. I'm not going into a lion's den. I'm not going into a fiery furnace. I'm not keeping my church open and getting a thousand negative Facebook messages and death threats that's not wisdom abraham take your son your only son isaac and sacrifice him uh god come on i'm i'm, I'm in my hundreds now i've done everything you've asked now i finally get my son you want me to say come on and you're welcome. You'll still go to heaven and stuff. But it's, okay, then God's, that guy has a point that he'll pull out a covenant with me. He's not willing to fully obey me. But then when you do what Abraham did, turn to uh, Genesis 22.
Genesis 22, 13. Genesis 22, 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God. After all that, do you, re do you know how much Abraham did before chapter 22? And God said, now, now I know you fear me. How about when he told Lester Summerall at 70 years old, now I know I can trust you. After, after 64 years of ministry, no, 54 at that point. And his ministry budget went from three million a year to, to hundreds of millions. Now I know you fear me, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. God kind of wants to see what, you, what you'll withhold from him. If there's any part of your life that you'll withhold from him. And if you won't, he'll give you everything. If everything you are is, and everything you own is truly God's, then God will give you everything he is and everything he owns. And let me tell you, that's a good trade. You know how Zelensky yesterday got $44 billion and we got a signed Ukrainian flag? Um, that's a good trade for Zelensky. I would make that trade all day. This is an even better trade. If you give me everything you are and everything you own, I'll give you everything I am and everything I own. I'd make that trade all day. Because God owns everything. And he fills all in all with himself. And he's almighty. So he's just wanting to see what you'll hold back. No, Friday nights are mine. I like drinking. I'll, I'm, I'm not big on the tithe. You know, you don't understand, God. We're in a recession, and uh, businesses are having trouble right now, so I need that. Okay. But God's looking. What's 2 Chronicles 16.9? The eyes of the Lord search through the whole earth, looking for one whose heart is fully committed to him that he might show himself strong on his behalf. Genesis twenty-two fifteen, The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing. I want you to write that down because thou hast done this thing. Hey, Laura, proud of you and Chuck. You guys are a great couple. Why is he doing what he's about to say? Because thou hast done this thing. Well, that sounds like works. Faith without works is dead. Utterly useless, inoperative. Because thou hast done this thing. 
and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that, that in blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. Why in blessing will he bless him? And in multiplying will he multiply his seed? Because thou hast done this thing that I asked you. Now you think of this. Would you be willing to plunge a knife through the heart of your child? Would I be willing to do that to Camila? Irrelevant, because God hasn't asked me to do that. All he's asked me is for the tithe. Now, you read that, and then you're going to hold your tithe back. And I don't mean for me. I'm not, this is not, I got a bunch I want to get to. This is not building to get you to give a, give a huge offering. People will give huge offerings anyway. But you read what these guys did, and then God asks you for very little relative to that. We have a better covenant based on better promises. But you can't have an Ananias and Sapphira-like commitment to God and expect Abraham's blessings. These guys passed some serious tests. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would, would not bow to, to Baal. Would not bow their knee. Mm -mm. I'm not stopping praying. Not for one day. No chance. Because thou hast done these things. Timothy wrote, to get what they had, you have to do what they did. As far as commitment, yeah, you do. You have to have their, God, you'll back out on, on this covenant before you catch me backing out. There has to be that element or, or you don't, the Bible just remains a mystery to you. And obviously God will never back out on his covenant. So start to see everything. Fasting and prayer is a test. My dad wrote something on Twitter. There's never a convenient time to fast and pray. And there certainly is not a convenient time to do 21 days of fasting and prayer because it's going to, you know, if I were to ask for a show of emoji hands from the crowd today and said, how many of you that 21 days of fasting and prayer is going to fall on somebody in your family's birthday? There'd be quite a few people. How many of you it's going to fall on your birthday? But I'm going to tell you something. What do you want to do for your birthday? Do you know, for my 40th birthday, I started a 40-day fast. I think just before it, September 23rd, maybe. Because I wanted to consecrate the second half of my life to the Lord. What do you want? People, their little birthday parties. It's one thing if you, you know, your birthday party, you rent an island out and have over a 1,000 friends and have the top chefs cater the meal. You know, you're going to sell out fasting and prayer to get an Instagram photo from... Texas Roadhouse or whatever. People pick, people pick stupid things to sell out a higher life for. Delay your birthday. Celebrate it early. There's nothing 
that you're going to do during those 21 days instead of fasting and praying that can come close to producing the reward that 21 days of fasting and prayer are going to produce for you? Hey, Pastor Oladipo Simeon in uh, Cameroon. Really enjoy you on Instagram. Let me tell you, you skip your birthday to fast and pray. You think God doesn't notice that stuff? And not make a big deal of it? Obviously no like posts on uh, Instagram. Just so I'm not, I won't be celebrating my birthday because I'm fasting and praying. No, just, just do it. Do it like it's no big deal. God will give you 11 months of birthday parties. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm living in it. You never lay anything on the altar that God doesn't give you back multiplied. Thanks, Erica. The reward. So I titled the testimonies that fasting and prayer produce, and I could, I could name it the reward or the rewards that fasting and prayer produces. Laura said, we tried to get pregnant for three years with the help of fertility treatments. We did fasting and prayer with you in January 2018, and the Lord told me he would do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask. In September, we found out we were pregnant with twins. I'm telling you. You can't buy that. Fasting and prayer will put things in your life that you can't buy. There's certain people that by the favor of God, they'll like you and want to help you. You can't buy that. Those kind of people already have money. You can't buy people's favor. Fasting and prayer will give you what money can't buy. I watched my dad do a 40-day fast when I was growing up. He did the same thing. When he turned 40, he did, uh, he did a 40-day fast to consecrate the second half of his year, or the second half of his life to the Lord. He did a revival during that time, and, and I'm telling you, he did a real fast. I think for the first 21 days, he did water only. And then he did diluted juice and diluted soup broth for the final 19 days. Very physically weak towards the end. During that time, he did a revival in Otisville, Michigan. And they started with like 180 people on Sunday. By the end, they had just over 800 people and it had over 400 first-time decisions for Christ in six weeks. Powerful release of the anointing. I watched that. I watched my dad begin every year with a 21-day fast, and I watched God do great things for our family. I watched it. My, my dad showed me by example that the Bible is true. One 21-day fast my dad did, a lady called him, 
my dad had my dad was in his study during the 21 days of fasting and prayer and wrote down five bedrooms four bathrooms two fireplaces seven acres river runs through the property and he thought he was going to give somebody a word about their house we didn't have a house and a lady called and gave us that exact house that the lord had had shown my dad and that he wrote all down gave him the house for what she owed on it which was like 50 some thousand dollars that was it a house that today's worth worth uh, just over a million dollars no house in that city, no residence has an acre of property. My dad's house has close to seven acres of property given to him. God owns the whole world. When he likes you, he gives you some of it. If he likes you a lot, he gives you a lot of it. Start turning over properties and land. Now, I watched that. I watched those things. I'm going to deal. Ken said, my kids are 10 and 11. How do you recommend they participate with us during the fast? Just the prayer. Nobody under 18 needs to be fasting. And nobody 70 or over has to fast. But pregnant nursing mothers. But everybody can pray. Turn to Acts 13. I'll wrap up. Acts 13, 1. Among the prophets and teachers of the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manaean, and Saul, one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work I've called them. Want you to write down special work. I want you to write down set apart. Set apart. I don't know that you read about any of those other people again. But you read about Paul and Barnabas throughout the entirety of the rest of the book of Acts. Out of all that group, set apart those two that are in worshiping the Lord with fasting and prayer. So there's something about them even, even beyond what the others were doing. You don't read about the others anymore. But you sure do read about Paul and, uh, and Barnabas. Think about me even talking about Paul right now. Who do you talk about? 2,000 years after they've died. Paul's quoted every week all over the world. Fasting and prayer puts something on your life where you just start to rise. I'll make you the head and not the tail. Always on top. 
never at the bottom. It starts to elevate your life. It starts to lift your, your life. You, you separate from the pack of your peers. You separate from your family in an upward trajectory. Where no one in your family's ever been, you go. What no one in your family's ever done, you do. What no one in your family's ever owned, you own. I was preaching a, a day service, noon, noon to one I used to do. I was 34. And I started, in the middle of my teaching, I said, I'm getting tired of preaching in America. I'm getting ready to go preach in Africa. Now, when that came out of my mouth, I wasn't thinking like I'm prophesying. I was thinking, you just lied to a whole group of people. You have nothing scheduled in Africa. You've never been to Africa. You don't know anybody from Africa. But it just kept pouring out of my spirit. I said, I'm getting ready to go preach the glory of God to hungry people in Africa. So when I finished, this was when Pastor Rodney and I had, were just getting acquainted. We weren't friends. And I have a text when I finish. Great preaching. Next text. Oh, my. Next text. You're not going to believe what just happened. Next text. Call me as soon as you're done. So I went out in the church parking lot and called him. He said, a man from Africa that's having a big conference called me and said, we've been trying to get this one speaker for our youth but we haven't been able to work the dates out. Do you know any, any young preachers that are on fire for God? Pastor Ryan said, yeah, I'm watching one right now. He never watched me before. So he tells this guy my name, and the guy said, well, I, I'll book him, but I would like to see him preach first. And so Pastor Rodney said, he's preaching right now. Gave him the link, and Andre Raybert from Faith TV in South Africa turned it on, and right as he turned it on, I said, I'm getting ready to go preach the glory of God to hungry people in Africa. And the title of the conference was uh, Days of Glory. So he said, have him call me right, right away. I called him. He booked me to preach over there to a large crowd, and it was covered on the, uh, on the entire continent of faith television. And then that's when the door opened for me to go on faith TV. Because he told me at the end, he said, I could, I could give you an offering, or if you want, I'll put you on um, Faith TV that covers the whole continent at a, redu at a very reduced rate. Now, you tell me that's not supernatural. I don't know anybody in Africa. And then now, now I know lots of people in Africa. I got a lot of friends there. I can't go anywhere, especially in South Africa, without taking a ton of pictures with people. I never paid for a meal the last time I was in South Africa. One waitress told me, those three tables are fighting over who gets to pay for your meal. I'm on primetime television four nights a week, and that all opened up from that. The testimonies that fasting and prayer produces. Second Chronicles 20. They fasted. Christine said, that's when I met you, Pastor. See, there's people watching now eight years later from that one miracle.
Second Chronicles 20. Turn there with me. Love you more in South Africa. Brandon wrote, favor ain't fair, which is true. And I want you to write a second thing down. Favor ain't free. There's things you do to provoke favor. And one of those things is fasting and prayer. Second Chronicles 20. Verse 3, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. What ended up happening? 22, 2 Chronicles 20, 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord destroyed their enemies. 25, King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the spoil or the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could hold. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to gather it all up. The testimonies that fasting and prayer produce, I want you to write these words down. Radical financial increase. Radical financial increase. <coughs> That's awesome, Lillian. What nation are you in, Lillian? on YouTube. God didn't just defeat their enemies. He looted them. Christine said, we want to join you for the fast in person. I want to challenge everybody that's registered to at least come here for three days of fasting and prayer. Two Revival Today Church in Pittsburgh, Southwest Flight, whatever. You can still register. It doesn't start till January 2nd. Two thousand and one registrations, Ashley. In February of twenty sixteen, I was supposed to go preach in Massachusetts and the pastor called and canceled because his mother planned a vacation for him and his family, which ticked me off. Because back then I had to use all my faith just to book meetings, and then now, just a few weeks out, he booked the meet he canceled the meeting. So I'm I'm, I'm irritated. And then, the next day, a pastor calls from Europe. Hey, I saw you had a week pop open in February. Would you be willing to come to Europe? So now in the natural, I'm thinking, okay, instead of going to Massachusetts for a few hundred bucks, because I would have driven it back then, now I've got to get two business class tickets for me and my wife. It's going to be about $16,000 with the plane tickets and uh, 
pay for my own hotel in Europe and all that. So now it's going to be a major expense. It's a smaller church. So in the natural, it's just, it's like worse. And then you go there and the, the European ministers tell you, you know, people don't really give here in Europe like they do in America. And that was the, that was the church that the offering on Friday night in a church of 130 back then was a million dollars. Million euro, which is stronger than the dollar. The offering was almost $1.1 million. That was a year's offerings in one meeting. So the Lord was actually in moving me from Massachusetts to Europe, and I was too dumb to see it. Brought me somewhere to collect the money to go do the crusades. Gather up the spoil. I want you to write that down. Took them three days to gather up all the spoil. Fasting and prayer will make it where you're not trying to get money. You're just collecting it. You're not scheming and trying to get people involved and texting. There's just a grace in the area of money. Fasting and prayer puts you in the lending position and never the borrowing position. Provided you do the other things, tithe and give offering. That's right, Nancy. Fasting and prayer puts a grace on your life in different areas. Fasting and prayer positions you where the wealth of the wicked comes into your hand. That's, what, that's exactly what happened in Second Chronicles 20. No two ways about it. Gather up the spoil. Wealth of the wicked. Let me close with Daniel 6. Daniel, a committed faster, a committed prayer. Daniel 6, 19. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish. Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me, for I've been found innocent in his sight, and I've not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leapt on them and tore them apart before they could even hit the floor of the den. Write this down. Protection. Write this down. Judgment against your enemies. God protects you. God judges the people that are looking to take you out. Then King Darius. Protection, judgment, promotion. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. 
peace and prosperity to you, to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. He'll endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. He, re <clears throat> he rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He's rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius, during the reign of, uh, during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Prosperity. It's promoted. Keeps going higher. You watch Daniel's life, it was on a continual upward trajectory. What were, what were the three things again? Protection, judgment, promotion. Or you could do protection, judgment, prosperity. So Daniel prospered. So he, he was elevated. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they got out of the fiery furnace, they elevated them to higher positions. Fasting and prayer puts you on continual upward trajectory. God doesn't only bless you. You don't have to defend what he's given you. God defends the blessing, and God defends you. This, let me read one, one more scripture, because it was one I started and I didn't finish. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely only on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They'll live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited and salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. And again, fasting and prayer is an expression of your trust in the Lord. I'm not going to man. I'm going to you. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Everybody put in the comments, I'm blessed. And have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Continual upward trajectory. Continue up upward trajectory. Which seems impossible. But I believe it now with all my heart. Even though I used to always preach it. When COVID hit, when the lockdowns hit, I thought we were headed for, for ruin in the natural. I did. I thought that. We had had our best year the year before. $3 million came in. COVID year, $5 million came in. I would have been happy to repeat that in 2021. Seven million came in. I would have been happy to repeat that for 2022. It was our best year ever by far. Double what we had taken in two years before, over double. And then it doubled in one year, 14 million. Not counting the building, I'm just talking about liquid assets. How come Jesse Duplantis liked me when I was sitting in a room full of people with my mouth shut, never met me, ne didn't know who I was, had never watched me on TV or anything? 
Hey, young man, come sit by me. How come? How come Pastor Rodney likes me better than everybody else? One time I was sitting in a church when I was in my early 30s, three quarters of the way in the back, big church, and the pastor came off the platform and came down to me and said, who are you, young man? And I told, he said, are you a preacher? Yeah, I'm an evangelist. Got my information. How come Bishop David Oyedepo sent the ushers to come have me go sit on the platform when I was sitting in the back? I'm not even a part of his movement. There were other pastors from uh, Living Faith Church Worldwide that, that didn't get to sit on the platform. And I was sitting, sitting in the back. I, was just, I wasn't trying to sit on the platform. I just wanted to hear him speak. How come he sent people to go get me? I'm telling you. See, thank you for all the kind answers, but those are not the The answer is it's a favor that's been provoked through fasting and prayer. It puts such a like easy grace on your life. Even when I'm preaching, think about it. A lot of times I'm saying very mean, harsh things, and when, you, when they pan out to the crowd, everybody's chuckling. <laughs> and if you listen to what I'm saying, and you look at my face, it looks like a Benito Mussolini speech. And everyone's just laughing. I mean, without that kind of grace, I'd probably have somebody stand up and punch me in the face when I'm preaching. I probably would have had it happen 11 times or more. How come nobody shoots me when I go into the inner city and hold those crusades? And all, all, You need to be careful while you're here. This is gang territory. And all I have is, all we've ever had to use the security guards for is to organize orderly hugging of me. How come those bikers that I have nothing in common with in Sturgis liked me so much? When God likes you, he makes other people like you. And then, check this out. Even when people don't like you and become your enemy, your enemies, when other people find out that that guy doesn't like you, they don't like that guy and they come to help you. So your enemies actually will attract more help to you when you serve the Lord. I'm telling you. That happened to me in New Jersey when we were holding the crusade there and the city was giving me all kinds of problems. Some attorney that hated the people that were on that city council found out they were giving me a hard time and sued them on my behalf. I never met the guy. He called me. I heard what the city's doing. Tell me about it. I told him super nice because I didn't know who he was and it could be, you never know who's trying to get you to say something on a recording or whatever. So I just said super nice. It's no problem. There's persecution for preaching the gospel. I'm happy to put up with this. Let me see if I can find it.
<laughs> I can't find it. It was it was it was written up in a um, publication. What the guy wrote. This is in NewJersey.com. This is the title of the article in NewJersey.com. Asbury, Asbury Park, that's a city in New Jersey. Asbury Park loves everybody except this hateful evangelical pastor. Maybe they were the ones that prophesied me becoming a pastor. What a title in like a neutral publication. You know, newspapers are supposed to be neutral. Just report the news. Asbury Park loves everybody except this hateful evangelical pastor. Members of Asbury Park's LGBTQ community and their supporters plan to hold a counter festival on Sunday to coincide with the start of a six-day evangelical gathering where the featured speaker is a pastor whose sermons have been condemned as hateful by city officials and community leaders. Shuttlesworth has referred to homosexuality as wicked, in sermons and public remarks that have been condemned as hate speech. So a demonstration is being planned by members of Asbury Park's sizable and long-standing LGBTQ community, including the group Garden State Equality. Shuttlesworth has a proven history of anti-LGBT, homophobic, sexist, and pro-life views. Colin DeLuca, a Garden State Equality spokesman, said in an email, he prays on the disenfranchised. They spelled praise wrong. He prays, P-R-A-Y-S, on the disenfranchised. I pray for the disenfranchised. I don't pray P-R-E-Y on them. And low income. You know, everything they think's an insult's a compliment. He goes after low income people. Mm -hmm. The poor, yeah, you're supposed to do it. You don't need to look any further than his Twitter feed <laughs> to see the hateful rhetoric he spreads. Revival today did not respond to requests for comment left on his its media line. It's because nobody reads your publication. It's not even worth the, the time to respond. I wonder what happened to the pastor that got the permit originally. The pastor that was sponsoring our crusade backed out on it the day before it started. We were going to lose the permit because he, he, he didn't want to, he didn't like the heat he was taking. Yeah, it was a loser, man. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah, it's just we've worked hard to build bridges in this community. They already have you with me, so you might as well just stand your ground. But he didn't. Freaking bum. Look, so they already, they already group him in. See, he, he, he backed out, but they already have him in the article with you. You're already gonna, 
People don't, don't get it, man. Pick a side. Let me give you some life advice. Pick a side and stay on that side. And don't waver no matter what. Somebody said, what are the chances that the writer has myocarditis from the jab? I would like to look up all the people in this article and see where they are now. Because I know it didn't hurt me. <laughs> I know I'm doing fine. I'd like to see. So the church that backed out on me, it says in the article, one of the beliefs on their website says they believe a final judgment will take place. For those who have rejected Christ, they will be judged for their sin and consigned to eternal punishment in, in a punishing lake of fire. So they already have you. The city denounces the past rhetoric of revival today, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, who will be speaking at the Festival of Life next week in Asbury Park. Mr. Shuttlesworth has openly spoken about the LGBTQ community in a hateful, harmful, and disparaging manner. I've actually never spoken about them. I've spoken about homosexuality, not the community. Is there a community? They have like their own gated housing somewhere. I want, I'd like to see where, that, where everybody ended up. Can somebody message me on Twitter or Instagram, not to give you homework? Just curious. I don't wish ill on anybody. But where's Mayor John Moore? John, J-O-H-N, last name Moore, M-O-O-R. Council President Amy Quinn, spelled just like it sounds, Amy Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N, um, of Asbury Park. Can somebody find out where they are now? Maybe they're still there. I'm just curious. Six years later, what happened to everybody? And then I'm not going to give the pastor's name. I'm not looking to disparage uh, ministers. I'll look him up on my own. Do you know, we had so many, everybody write down protection. Did he get demoted, Charles, or did he just retire? Um, oh, yeah? Good for him. Did you know we had so many death threats called in for that meeting that the Department of Homeland Security called us and said they would be doing security for the opening night because there were many credible threats against my life? So COVID wasn't my first rodeo. You could be killed. No problem. Kill away.
Those are a few of the testimonies that I wanted to, to share with you. Oh, I didn't know that, Charles. Interesting. I actually, um, I actually got happy when that stuff happened because I thought, what's wrong? You know, if, if you're preaching properly and the world has no problem with your ministry and you never get on the radar, what are you even doing with your life? And almost everything you put up with in America is just words. People can't really, like, beat you. I mean, they could, but they can't do it legally. Like, if you're preaching in Pakistan, you have to worry about, like, legally being beaten. Legally being killed. Hey, Shane from St. Lucia, what a beautiful place that would be to be right now. But all you have to put up with here is words. <laughs> We're going to kill you. Then do it. We're going to attack your church. Atta then do it. Why do you keep talking? They never do it. So be willing. That's all you got to Most of you that are watching in your country, all you're going to have to put up with is words. So put up with them. They're no big deal. Insults are differences of opinion, harshly expressed. Insults are differences of opinion, harshly expressed. And people have a right to their opinion. I will say this about that mayor, John Moore in Asbury Park. He, he didn't, he didn't uh, take our permit away. He allowed us to do the event and just had to posture you know, obviously, if you're in Asbury Park and you want to get reelected, you can't take the side of me. So, whatever. Father, thank you ahead of time for the best 2023, the greatest year we've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I want to tell you, you're on the right path. I want to encourage you, if you've not registered for fasting and prayer yet, most of you have, I would like you to do that right now. We have church this Sunday, Christmas Day, at Montour Junction Sports Complex, 10 a.m. I'd love for you to join us in Pittsburgh for a great Christmas service. Also, New Year's Eve, Oh, and we have Christmas Eve service too, 6 p.m. Do you guys have any graphics? There we go. Look at you guys. Send me that graphic too so I can post it. Christmas Eve at Revival Today Church. Um, no time. Oh, there it is up in the corner. Six, way up in the left-hand corner. 6 p.m. Christmas Eve, Revival Today Church. You got everything. Good job, guys. Uh, we'd love to have you there. Christmas Day, 10 a.m. New Year's Eve is a big service. That service, I'm going to release the word. Why do you have 9 p.m. to 12 a.m.? We have to be out at 12 a.m.? I mean, you, you're not going to end it. The, it's 9 to 1. It's always been 9 to 1. 9 to 1. 
and I'm going to release the word for the Lord. Um, where do you live, Kiera, that no churches in your area other than Spanish churches are having Sunday service? I was actually surprised. I thought most churches would cancel for Christmas the way people are these days, but most haven't, which I like. Um, I'm going to release the word of the Lord for 2023 in that service. I've been saying I'm going to. I've attempted to in several services, but never got to it. So uh, December 31st, and I have one, too. Don't miss that. And that's the one-year anniversary party for our church. It's going to be December 31st. Why would you, why? Let me just ask you. Why are you celebrating the New Year's Eve anywhere? See, I would hate that. Somebody said their church is 2 p.m. on Christmas. I'm not saying that's the wrong play. I'm just saying personally. I'd rather get up, get it. I, I wouldn't want it at 2 p.m. If anything, I'd have it like earlier. And that's coming from somebody who hates waking up. Let me have a show of hands. Would you, just, just out of curiosity, would you rather on Christmas Day a 10 a.m. service or a 2 p.m. service? And the pastor that's doing that is my friend. I'm just curious. I'm not criticizing. We want to be at your New Year's Eve service so bad. Well, you just have to be bad enough, want to, want to do it bad enough to get there. 10, yeah. I would rather do 10. Yeah, the Catholics don't have a bad idea when they do midnight. Register for that and get here. It's free. It's a great service. Let me give you an opportunity to sow seed. Remember, I'm sending uh, my cousin's two books on prayer and fasting to everyone who sows a seed of any size today. Anyone that does $1,000 or more, I'm going to send you my new book that's about to be released, Understanding the World in Light of Bible Prophecy, and I'll sign it for you if you do 1000 or more. My dad wrote the foreword. It's a great book. This is the best book I've written, in my opinion. Not the best book written, the best book I've written. Here's the ways to give. RevivalToday.com, you can click Give Now. That's the easiest way. Everywhere is at RevivalToday.com, and you click Give Now. What about you podcast people? No freeloading. RevivalToday.com, click Give Now. There's all the ways. Is that everything on one screen? Just about. If you want to mail it, Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. DJ said, sorry, I don't believe in your Bible prophecy, with your in all caps. You're welcome to not believe in it. You also don't seem sorry. For whatever reason, one of the things that sets me off more than anything is if someone says sorry and they don't mean it. Like if somebody messes something up and they go, sorry. I like change into the Incredible Hulk. I start tearing out of my clothes and turning green. Sorry. Oh, you believe in a post-trib rapture? No, that's great. Enjoy the tribulation. Tell the Antichrist I said hi. Give him a big kiss on the cheek for me. Tell him old Uncle John will be back on a white horse shortly to plunge a sword 
through his rib cage. <laughs> you really feel that way, Mom? I feel like I've softened. I love you, Mom. AJ said, love you, Pastor. Best decision me and my wife ever made was moving out here to be a part of revival today. Truly blessed to have you guys. Who are you? AJ. I don't... I wish, I wish you had a profile picture of some kind. I'm sure I'd know you if I saw you. I don't have plenty of honey, ninja. I was actually thinking that I need honey. I just bought a bunch of tea for the fast. Remember that company, Mom, you introduced me to? Tea Forte? That is the best tea I've ever had. So I bought a bunch more. Oh, you like this? Thanks. Oh, that's you, the son with the healed skin. I love you, man. I'm glad you moved here, too. You're a great guy. Zambia, good to have you. You can order it on Amazon now, Ashley. T, T-E-A, space, Forte, F-O-R-T-E, with a little thingy over the E. All right, I will see you. You know what? I'm not going to see you tomorrow. Friday's off, and uh, I'm sick of talking to you. I need a break. I need to have a break in this relationship. And I'll meet back up with you Saturday night for the New Year's Eve candlelighting service, and, or sorry, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning. I've had enough. I can't do this every day. All right, I didn't even barely saw Dallas yesterday. I've seen you people freaking three mornings in a row. I've had enough. Had enough of looking at your little profile pictures with your fake smiles at bad angles and terrible lighting. Good day. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.